well, that was the grand final. We've got a result. It's a lovely result. We're celebrating. And welcome to episode 18 of the Keep Dancing podcast. They've managed to tempt me out of the hot tub with a trail of hors d'oeuvres and Prosecco. And we're podcasting straight after the result of the Strictly 2016 Grand Final. Let's talk about it. Joining me tonight are Emily. Hello. Our mum. Hello. And Lisa. Hello. Okay. Marvellous. Does your mother have a name, by the way? Oh, yes. Yes, my name is Julia. What did we think to the grand final then? Was it a grand enough occasion, do, you, do we think? Definitely, definitely. I think they did a really spectacular job this evening. Yes, it didn't have that weird flat feel that it had last year. It managed to keep the energy level up all the way to the end. Maybe a little bit too many montages at the end, but, you know, you've got to do something while you're auditing the vote. Yeah, and who doesn't love a montage of everything that's happened? A nice, <laughs> weepy montage while everybody gets ready. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just dead quickly go through the dancers, because I wrote some links, so we're going to use them. Dancing the American Smooth and opening umbrellas indoors, dancing under ladders and breaking mirrors and generally tempting fate, it's Ore Aduba and his partner, Joanne. Obviously, they were going to have to do that American smooth again. It was too wonderful not to do it. It was magical, set the tone for the whole night. Joe's frock, that yellow frock, is possibly one of the frocks of the series. I think it might be one of the frocks I think of the so. programme. Yeah, and it's another one of those where um, it was a full production number and um, just had that really special feeling about it and was one of the big news stories that came out of Strictly with the uh, Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly's widow business. Yes. What did you reckon, Mum? I thought it was really svelte and smart looking. And <clears throat> yes, the, the yellow dress did really add to it. Definitely, yeah. Both times he's done it, I've been so nervous that he was going to miss the umbrella catch, but he did it. And I think that set him on the path to the end result. Yeah, I think he probably... the ner Like, the nervous thing, isn't it, is doing that first dance, I think probably for all of them, and then add on to that, Ore is opening the show, opening the final. I think once they'd done that, he could not exactly relax, but he was kind of like, huh, okay, and I can breathe now onto the next one and kind of set the, the the motion going for him. But they did it brilliantly, of course. I It was just stunning. I loved it. Fabulous, Ari. Right, we're doing this dead quickly, so we're on to the next dance already. Dancing the cha-cha-cha. Yes. And we liked it, but we were thinking of Robert Webb the whole time. It's Louise Redknapp and her partner, Kevin. <laughs> Sorry. So I've broken Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, 
the, the first sort of 10 seconds of the dance, it was like Kevin was dragging her into position and we were back to sort of shy Louise again. And I'm sure that they were just making up this thing about how she was suddenly a revelation in the cha-cha challenge. Yeah, I didn't see that in the cha-cha challenge. And in the dance this evening, I just thought she already looked tired. You know, her legs weren't straightening. She looked, it looked heavy. Yeah, there was just no snap to it. It should have looked really sharp and really energetic. And it just, it did look like it was lacking that final 10% that she should have got from the nerves of doing it live in the final. I think, though, that the thing is, though, sometimes with nerves, that can actually deaden that sort of snappy, attacky feeling in the dance. If you get so tight with nerves, that, that can actually impact on your performance. And that's very much what I thought had happened this evening with, uh, with that one. She has been doing three dances this week as well, which she hasn't done before, and it is a lot to deal with for your body. Physically, that is a lot. And it's two months since she did that dance the first time round. So initially, while we're being harsh, we're not really that harsh. We have been harsher about Louise in recent weeks. Yeah. I think overall, though, the actual um, way the dance was presented, the whole um, look... Uh, that they created for her was absolutely spot on and I, I, I just think it's a shame that well I actually felt that it was the nerves that were just holding her back a little bit there yeah I think I agree with with um with you it's I think it was her nerves I actually think it was better the first time we saw it because it was new and fresh and it wasn't like they then took that dance and took it to the next level they sort of just did it again. Yeah, so therefore yeah. it wasn't an improvement. But it was still a good time. I liked it the first time around. I thought it was great. But it was still, you know, whatever for me. Okay, Danny and Oti time. Dancing the quick step and generally conducting himself with class, it's Danny Mack and his partner, Oti. No, Danny, why did you slip? Oh, did he go on the wrong leg or something? I don't know. Oh, it was the last 10 seconds that spoiled what was otherwise a sort of a sublime quick step. Do you know, though, I think maybe Claudia's quick step was more joyful. Yeah, having, I mean, obviously we saw Claudia's quick step much later on in the series. Um, but I still love that one. I love the fact that it's such a, a period-appropriate song and a period appropriate outfit, it just seems... It is class, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So classy. I thought it was I thought it was great. I really liked it. There are other dances that Danny and Oti have done that I would rather have seen them do. And I would have loved to have seen that... Um, what was the one they did? That Viennese waltz from, like, week two or three, whenever that was. Oh, I would yes. love to have seen that one again. Yeah, because they were going to pick a, a technical ballroom for them to do again. And I think the Viennese Waltz with that breathtaking stretch, that yeah. would have yeah. been a wonderful one to see again. But, you know... That, that was the one I had my fingers crossed and was hoping the judges would have picked for them. But never mind. <laughs> never mind. So that was all the judges' choices dancers. Now, 
on to the show dancers. Dancing his show dance. A three minute drum solo on primetime BBC One. It's Aurea Aduba and his partner, Joanne. Obviously, if you're going to go for a prop, I think you should definitely go for the same prop that Natalie Gamedi used in her amazing show dance, which were those ridiculous half pole dancing poles that don't look very steady. They're obviously lucky. They are. I mean, obviously dressed differently this evening. They had the big plastic symbol on top. Um, A six foot high hat. Yes, the six foot high hat. Um, it was it was very marvellous, wasn't it? I mean, it was ex- exactly what Ori and Joanne both excel in. Yeah, which the is the point. Charisma, slightly faffing about, but doing it with joy and panache. Yeah, a bit too much faffing about for me personally, but it was fifty percent faffing about, but nice. Oh, I didn't mi- I didn't mind the faffing about. I was I was quite happy with the faffing about in this dance. I thought it 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 was faffing that helped tell the story of the dance, if you know what I mean. So I was I was happy with that. I was happy with the with the props, although again they they were more stage setting than prop itself. So therefore they're allowed in my world. Yeah, it was sort of a big a big staircase stuff. rather than something ridiculous like the the show dance that kevin did with frankie bridge where he was dancing with her on picnic tables that was stupid that was silly uh but this had yeah. this had a point to it because they were beating out the rhythm of the dance yeah. on the appropriate drums i like the um the high kicks yeah. that were hitting the uh cymbals i thought that was a really good play on the idea there yeah, and I liked how they used all of the ballroom from the angle that we don't normally yes, see all the way around to the drum kit at the front and then all the way back round for the banister. Mm. I love that he uh, slid down the claudatorium banister at the end. That was great. I, I agree with that. Using the whole of the the whole of the stage, that was great. And, you know... We should expect an, an extremely good show dance from Joe because she is the world champion ballroom show dance dancer. So, you know, yeah. if if you got to show dance, then you should show dance with Joe. Yeah. I think the other thing is, though, that Ori, despite the fact that he's not a trained dancer, he is a showman. And, I mean, even reading the... Um, sports that he does on a morning that has got that um showman kind of element to it and it it certainly has come through in his dancing and i think you know you you just cannot beat the fact that um they've been so well partnered throughout and it's and that sort of rapport that they've built up has really um sort of fed into their success We've said all series that Ore's strength is a, his ability to build a connection with an audience. And I think the show dance was a really key example of that. Mm. Okay. First show dance down. Dancing her show dance. And there were two pyroblasts, so that was two opportunities to drain your drink. It's Louise Redknapp and her partner, Kevin. Go on, somebody go first. Yes, I noticed you were playing the uh, 
I noticed you were playing the Eurovision drinking game. When Pyro goes off, you have a drink. Well, it works for most uh, sort of big live televised events. It works at the Olympics. It worked very well at Euro 2016. And it works for Strictly. So uh, basically, you drain your drink on pyro, costume changes. Key and, change. Uh, oh, it's, yeah, you have to take a sip on a key change, but that doesn't work so well at the football. <laughs> <laughs> it was... It was a really nice show dance. I mean, I'm not in necessarily into the modern balletic show dancers, but I think it's really nice for, for Louise to have had the opportunity to uh, retell her journey through dance. Oh, <laughs> Emily. Ugh. I saw I, I, I was a bit sick saying it, so <laughs> I'm not going to say it again. I was trying to be really, you know, nice. Oh, out of character. Really nice is Louise's mission statement. <laughs> I think I think the thing that um, struck me when I was watching them was the fact that throughout what could have been a very artistic, creative, um, romantic um, presentation, she had a quite cheery smile on her face. And I know she may have felt sort of really bring me over with cheerfulness inside but it didn't seem to match the feel of the dance and the music and so it jarred slightly you're right you're right i mean he'd choreographed a, what you would want from a big schmaltzy contemporary show dance full of lifts and spins and more lifts and spins and to go with our, you know, we always return to a Eurovision metaphor. It was it was the big ballad um, sung by a lady in a nice dress, but there was sort of... Uh, the smoke it, and wind machine wasn't on, was Yeah, it? there was no wind machine, there was no smoke, and you could tell that it was English as a second language. Lisa? OK, now, we all know that I haven't been the most complimentary about Louise. Um, I've said she's a very good dancer, but I find her quite dull. I really liked this dance. And now I take into account what you said about her smiling all the way through it. I thought that too. Um, if you remember way back in the in the archive of the Keep Dancing podcast, right at the beginning, you asked us what we'd like to see. And I said I would like to see more lyrical, contemporary style dancing. Um, yeah. And I mentioned Bindi Irwin, who had done it in, with Dancing in the Stars and had just done a phenomenally good lyrical show dance. It was it was unbelievable. So the, I was really pleased to see this happen tonight in Strictly Come Dancing UK um, because it's something that I've really wanted to see is, is a more integrated, different styles of dance coming into it. So I'm so pleased that it happened. It, it wasn't Bindi Irwin standard, but... It was, I felt, the most comfortable dance that Louise had done the whole season. I think that's why she was grinning the whole way through it, because she was really happy to be doing her style of dance. Um, so, you know, if she just wiped the smile off her face, it would have been better. Um, but for me, that was my favourite dance that I saw Louise do the whole season. I really hated Kevin's chiffon shirt, though. Oh, right. So, in series two of this podcast, we're going to resolve to be nicer about Kevin. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to at least try. I'm not. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
But I think as a parent, though, I, 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 have to, I have to say that the Clifton parents must be very proud of their children. Uh, and I, I think the outfit just went with the dance. Whether it actually suited him is by the by, but it was appropriate to the dance that they were doing. Yeah. I, as a dancer, I actually have nothing against Kevin. What is it that you've got something against him as? Wearing that shirt. <laughs> a, sh a chiffon shirt wearer? <laughs> yeah, he's a smarmy chiffon shirt wearer. I um, see. I had too much wine to say that right. again. Yeah. Don't make me do that. Anyway, so that was Louisa's show dance. Dancing their show dance and setting fire to the rain, the dance floor, our minds, everything. It's Danny Mac and his partner, Oti. Oti has just been the absolute highlight of the competition this year for me. I think all of the other pros need to up their game now. I think they noticeably have, actually. I think the, the style and the uh, complexity of the content has changed massively uh, this series because of the talent of the actual um, professional uh, celebrity contestants, but also because of the um, sort of choreography that dancers like Otio is bringing in. I think you have seen a change. Yeah, and obviously Danny is to thank for all of this because he's been able to be the showcase for Oti's choreography. Yeah. Um, but yes, what a show dance. That was, that was fancy. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch it again because there was so much in it that I'm sure I missed about 50% of the content. Yeah, I kept missing bits because I was, I was texting people going, whoa, when they did something fancy and then missed bits. So I'm going to watch it again. I loved the idea of them jumping through a picture frame. It was, that was really, it was, it was a bit sort of, I don't know, it was a bit like a, some sort of metaphor that they were playing out there. Yeah, they were dancing a metaphor and to actually keep hitting those runs and jumps through that frame, that required so much precision and so much skill. And it didn't look like they actually had the frame in the rehearsal room. No, it didn't look like that at all. Yeah. I was a bit worried about them banging their heads, actually. Well, they managed it. It was yeah. fine. It was fine. <laughs> it was just the thing that popped into my head while watching it. Oh, don't bang your head. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I thought that it, it looked like, you know, they rehearsed it for, for three days or so in the rehearsal room and with a sort of, which you do when you're dancing or when you're on a show or whatever, you have sort of a chair that you use as a prop and then when you get the actual prop, you then suddenly go, oh, hang on, <laughs> it's slightly different to how we'd imagined it in our minds. So they had to, sort of, uh, you know, fit it in properly to the to the frame once they got into the studio, but I thought it was great, wasn't it? It was brilliant. What yeah. a show dance. What a use of lighting as well. Yeah, it the, was... A, the a, lighting on that one, that's that's stunning. Another really stunning full production number, making best use of the, the video projections that they have and, uh, you know, a bit more pyro. I'm so glad they bought that video projector. Yes, <laughs> yes. 
in, in the lessons learned meeting at the end of the series, which I'm sure they're going to have Monday morning, just as soon as everybody's, everybody's headaches have cleared, they will be uh, saying more video projections, better songs for tango, more video projections, get OT rehired now. Yeah, sign her on a contract immediately. <laughs> Never let her leave. <laughs> In fact, they could just call us, really, and we'll tell them what they need to do next season. <laughs> we have reasonable consultant rates. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like I'm going to have to watch that again before I've got anything particularly sensible to say about it, other than, wow, it was really exciting and I loved it. That is what you'd say. <laughs> I think they, it, it's something about... There's the sort of um, litheness of limb that really strikes you, especially as they're flashing through that frame. It's um, quite an amazing thing that they did there. And Oti's legs are probably a metre and a half long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least. I think so. You could definitely see that they add to it. Oh, what a show dance. What a set of show dancers. I don't think we've had three that were as sort of strong, strongly identified with their dancer. Yeah, usually they're just a showcase and a series of... A selection box. Yeah, selection box of impressive lifts and other moves. Whereas, and I think we started to see the beginning of this, I know we don't like to talk about it, but with Auntie, Anton and Katie, Anton and Katie's, last yeah. year... Um, and I think we started to see the start of that, and then this year it's really coming to its own a little bit with the um, show dancers. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the final dancers, and then we can get on to squealing about the result. Dancing their jive, it's the high-octane, high-kicking, high-scoring Oreo Duba and his partner, Joe. What do we need to say other than, yep, just as perfect as last time? Yep, still If not dance. more so. I don't think I don't think yeah, it was they great. dramatically improved it because it was amazing the first time round. Yeah, none of these three dancers at the end were particularly dramatically improved, but it was lovely to see them all again, and it was lovely to see this dance again. Yeah, this is what we do. This is when we bring them up on YouTube, isn't it, and watch them again. Yeah, but live. No more. Okay, we'll just blast through these last three really quickly then. Dancing the Argentine Tango. It's an ode to the transformative power of lycra and rhinestones by Louise Redknapp and her partner, Kevin. This they they did change this one a little bit. She was slightly slower in the big lift off the table. Yeah, I did, we did comment on that while we were watching it. Um, I think I preferred the original lift. It felt more um, appropriate to the kind of the slightly uncontrolled elements of the dance. You know, it is all supposed to be that. Wild, wild passion thing isn't yeah. it and so the big kick off the table being quick I think looked better rather than it being slow but I did appreciate the skill skill and control that she showed by do, by slowing yeah. that down I think this is probably my favourite Louise dance so it was really nice to see it again yes it was my favourite Louise yeah. dance as well uh, I'm very fond of an Argentine tango nice frock too well done Louise Dancing their samba and generally celebrating the movement of his body, it's Danny Mac and his partner, Oti. <laughs> the change in this one was that Oti had made them take more of the shirt away. 
Yeah, Danny was wearing less shirt this time. Uh, but other than that, exactly <laughs> the same. Um, you know, it was a 40 then, it's a 40 now. If anything, it was sort of slightly freer, slightly wilder this time. As you'd expect, they knew the dance went well, down well. Another contender for Frock of the Series. Yes. Um, Lisa? It's a bit of a risk, isn't it, bringing back the dance that you got 44, because the only direction it can go if it's not staying at a 40 is downwards. So yeah. I did think that was quite a brave choice. I know why they did it, because everybody just went nuts for it when they did it before. But I still thought that was quite a brave choice to do that because they could have made it a bit easier on them on themselves in terms of the pressure on them to dance. But it was the right, the, absolutely yeah. the right one to do, the right one to finish the the series off with. And yeah, that's definitely another contender for frock of the series, which we have to do, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I think tonight's today's frock of the week is frock of the series. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the things that I. I I felt about this one and I, I've spoken about um, Louise's expression on her face but the expression on uh, Danny and Otis' faces was just of sheer joy and the just the sort of fluidity with which they were dancing and the expressions on their faces it was just that sheer joy of movement that you were seeing in their faces and it didn't seem misplaced or anything it was just as I say sheer joy. I would quite like to learn a sort of a cut-down civilian's version of that dance if uh, Oti is, you know, going to get a quick DVD out for March or something. <laughs> OK, so that's all the dancers. Let's uh, take a quick breather and then we'll come back for the result. The final was absolutely amazing. I'm really sorry I didn't get to come and live um, chat to you when it was just after it had finished, but they were all amazing. All three of them were absolutely stunning. Their show dancers, they pulled out every single stop. Ori's was so breathtaking. It had so much energy and so many stunts. It was just incredible just to sit there and watch through it. Um, Oti's definitely delivered some spectacular tricks we knew she was going to pull out the stops but the use of that frame was just incredible um and but in the end i think Ori and joanne definitely deserved to win their and their reactions at the end were so sweet i was in tears with them and i really don't cry and it was just so lovely to see everyone's reactions around them it's like they'd lost but they were genuinely really really happy for them there was just just so happy and it's like it's like we've just spent you know how many weeks spying on this massive family who were just playing and dancing together and really really <laughs> So we have a winner. Ooh. Orange. Yay! Yay! I think that's an absolutely lovely result, Yay! actually. I, I didn't know how I was going to feel because um, I was totally team Danny and Oti, but actually when the result came through, I was really genuinely pleased for them. 
it's it's not 100% a dance competition. Obviously, Danny and Oti were consistently the best dancers throughout the series, but it's not 100% a dance competition. It's a competition about how much you can communicate how much you're enjoying learning to dance to the public. Yes. Yeah. And Ori won at that. And it meant so much to him and Joe and all of their families. And actually, it seemed to mean a lot to everybody else who was competing. The fact that Danny's immediate reaction was to go and grab Ori around the middle and kind of give him a half headbutt, half cuddle. That's nice. That's, that's, that's lovely. You know, that's, yeah. one of, that's his major competitor, and what he did was go and cuddle him, because he won. Well, that's the kind of show that Strictly is. It is. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a friendly competition. And I think people all appreciate the effort that they have to go to to actually take part in it. Um, but, oh, I didn't think that Joe would be able to speak. No, I, I don't think I've ever seen John Clifton speak to us before. Yeah, but there is a first for everything. Also, I'd like to, if, right, I'd like to remind everybody that way back in the launch show, I said that Ore could totally dance, and everybody laughed. And I was okay. You win that one. I, I yeah, you win. One. I won that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. Just, just chip in here. I was completely prepared for them to announce Louise as the winner which was the one person, I think it's fairly obvious, if anyone listening to this podcast knows, that I did not want to win this competition. But I totally prepared myself in my mind that it was going to be Louise. So when they announced RA, I literally jumped up and burst into tears. (laughs) (laughs) Which is probably highly appropriate, being that it was RA. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no, it's such a lovely result, though. And obviously... You know, all of the finalists are going to go on to, you know, get that strictly bound to their careers. Ore will presumably be getting different and more work. And uh, as we've said all along, we're straight on the coach to London to go and see Danny in whatever it is that he's in next. You know, it's it's been a really good series and it's been lovely to be able to talk about it at such great length. Oh, yeah. With such a good team. Yay, team. I've already cast Yay. Danny as oh. Guy Masterson in Guys and Dolls, you know. That, in you, my head, that's you, happening. Are you now producing the revival of Guys and Dolls in the West End? If, if they ask me to, I will do. Okay. Does anybody have £5 million? Because <laughs> <laughs> if you don't ask, like, you're never going to get the chance. Don't ask, don't get. <laughs> so that's it. That's our result. Yeah. Tell you what, though. Now we've had the glitter ball, we've got two awards that really matter. Our Dance of the Week and Frock of the Series. Let's have nominations for Dance of the Week. Okay, you start, Lisa. Um, it has to be out of the show dances, doesn't it? Um, I'm going to have Ori and Joanne's show dance. Loved it. Loved it. Emily? My um, Dance of the Week is still going to be Danny and Oti's summer. <laughs> You're supposed to pick one of the show dancers. No, but I like that one best. All right, fine. Mum? Oh, I liked the uh, Danny and Oti show dance. The, again, the image of them jumping through the um, picture frame was really good. And the sort of <clears throat> timing that that must have had to uh, work on was amazing. I think I'm going to go for Danny and Oti's show dance as well. It was just the best. 
Okay, Frock of the Series. Nominations for Frock of the Series from Emily. Uh, Joanne's showdown's dress tonight. Oh, yeah, it was pretty good. I really loved that dress. Yeah. In that shade of blue again, I know you see. Oh, yeah. Love that. Uh, Mum, do you have a favourite frock from this series? No, not really. I, I suppose... Um, I, I do like the Argentine tango dress that Louise had. I thought that was a really lovely, elongating look that it gave. She did look lovely in that dress. Yeah. For me, the frock of the series is either Joe's yellow singing in the rain outfit or Oti's incredible hand-embellished, hand-patterned samba outfit. Both very different, but both, you know, incredible displays of the skill of the Strictly Wardrobe Department. Lisa, please adjudicate. Okay, frock of the series. Well, I'm actually going to mention two that aren't from tonight, but that are ones that have stood in my mind and that I still absolutely love, and that is uh, Natalie's red dress from ages ago. If you remember that red, what dance from was it? Amer the American Smooth, the, the medieval one. American Smooth. Yeah, the medieval one. Yes! That was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, Oksana's hand-painted silk dress was that the paso yeah the butterfly and moth paso on halloween the butterfly and moth thing but yeah that that what that dress that was all hand painted silk that was adorable and that's definitely in the mix for uh, frock of the series and i would say it has to be ultimately come down to joe's yellow dress and ot samba dress and I think I'm going to award Frock of the Series to Oti Mabusi. Yay! Ah, Oti for Queen of Everything. <laughs> okay, so... Pretty much. It's been absolutely fabulous uh, having this first series of the Keep Dancing podcast. We'll be back at Christmas with added jingle bells... Uh, so let's. <laughs> all that remains is to say good night, Lisa. Uh, congratulations, RA, and good night, everybody. Good night, Emily. Good night. <laughs> good night, Mum. Oh, good night, dear. <laughs> and good night from. <laughs> and good night from me, your host, Ellie. This has been episode 18 of the Keep Dancing podcast. Thanks for listening. And keep dancing.